नमस्ते जय शिवाय दिस टॉपिक हैज कम अप एंड सम पीपल हैव आस्ट मी टू डिफाइन इट क्लियरली एंड आई मीन अ वेरी इंटॉक्सिकेटेड आनंदमयी स्टेट यू कैन से राइट ना बट स्टिल आई ट्राई टू एक्सप्लेन दीज थिंग्स टू यू सो इट इज अबाउट नाइन प्रॉब्लम्स नाइन अंतराय यू कैन से ओके अंतराय और नाइन प्रॉब्लम्स दैट स्टॉप्स एनी वन from progressing on their spiritual journey regardless of which uh, state they are in they could be in one pointedness or dhyana state but or they may be actually in sabij samadhi savikalpa samadhi state so whichever state you are in these nine antaraya nine problems will stop you from progressing first one is vyadhi vyadhi means physical problem simple to understand if you have a headache or you have a migraine or uh, you may have uh, any kind of physical imbalance if your stomach is not good so these are the temporary things there are seasonal seasonal allergies so these will stop you from progressing as well as if these vyadhis become permanent disease kind of say for example somebody gets hypertension high bp or if somebody has uh, diabetes or somebody has some other really really bad physical problem physical disease you can say okay that will stop you from progressing in your spiritual journey you can see that even a headache pulls your dhyana towards the body right just a pain anywhere pain anywhere in your body back pain this pain that pain will stop you from doing your sadhana from you know becoming more and more progressive if you want to do sadhana for an hour or two hours or four hours what if vyadhi happens physical problem happens you cannot do it for the time time being so any physical problem now you may ask a question that oh so if somebody gets bp or diabetes <laughs> or uh, any other imbalance in the body or thyroid or back pain this pain that pain headache can they not attain samadhi they can it it's not that it will become impossible to achieve your goal it's not like that 
it is just that it will make it more problematic. Right? If you are fighting with your diabetes, then half of your mind is actually in controlling yourself towards not eating sugary foods or not being so stressed, stressed out. Right? Your mind is being pulled that side. So it makes it difficult. Physical problems makes it difficult to move towards samadhi, to move towards ultimate goal of your, your spiritual journey. Makes it difficult. Not impossible though. Okay? So this is the first one. There are nine problems. Okay? So first one is physical problems. That will stop you. Second one is istiyan. In Sanskrit, second one is called as Istyan. Istyan is like laziness, but not of the physical. Instead, more like mentally and emotionally lazy. Not feeling like doing any sadhana. You know what has to be done. You know what you should be doing. Still, you're not feeling like it. You are in some kind of sadness, unhappiness with him. It feels like sadness, unhappiness with him. And uh, it makes your chitta. It creates the akarmanyata, means inactivity. It makes you mentally, emotionally inactive. That is istiyan. Okay. So means it's not. You may be physically active and you may be doing lots of things to run your life. Going to your office, working in the house, taking care of kids, doing other chores. So you may be physically active. But you may not be mentally and emotionally active especially doing especially towards your spiritual journey towards doing your yogic sadhana so istiyan is mental and physical laziness not physical laziness mental and emotional laziness that is istiyan so that is the second problem that stops you on your spiritual journey that impedes your growth your progress towards your ultimate goal third one is sanshaya sanshaya means being indecisive but in a very particular way so you know what is the left extreme, you know what is the right extreme, you know this way and you know that way. But ultimately you decide, okay, I'm not going either way. <laughs> so then you're not going anywhere. If every time, you, whenever you are doubtful and you see a fork in the road, you are very well aware of the fork in the road that from here on, there are two things, two knowledge that is happening, two types of wisdom that is happening to you. But you decide not to go by either of them. Sandeha, doubt, sanshay, that is the 
problem. Being indecisive and then staying there. Not being able to go either of the route. Not being able to take any of the road out of the two. So, creation of doubt is not a problem. Yes, doubts do happen. We should go this way or that way. Doubts are good. Doubt will happen. But then, with whichever one you think is the right one for you, whatever you have to do is the right one for you, not being able to take the, even that one, that is the state of sunshine. Being doubtful is not a problem. But then after, in order to clear your doubt, if you have to take one roads out of the two, then you should be able to take it. You should be able to go it. But sansha is the state which keeps you continuously in the doubt. So you're not able to take this side or that side. You're not able to go any side at all. Instead, you just stand there. You become stagnant. You stay in that state. Right? And it's a problematic state. It stops you from progressing on your spiritual journey. So this is the third one. Sanshe, doubtful state, indecisive state. Being indecisive is okay. At times you don't know which way to go, so you could be indecisive. And it's okay. But staying indecisive for a long time, that's wrong. That's bad. So this is the second stage. Third, sorry. Third one. Fourth one is... Pramada or Pramada actually is at the level of Chitta. It's at the mental and emotional level. So you see how yogic journey goes through a eight different steps. So if you are being not being able to follow or not even being able to pursue Yama, Niyama, Asana, Pranayama, Pratyahara, Dharana, Dharna. If you are not being able to do any of these, you are sort of feeling mentally and emotionally lazy towards it, unconscious towards it. then it's Pramada. Pramada happens because of lot of tamas in you. Lot of tamas guna in you gives you Pramada. Puts you into the state of Pramada. You may be physically healthy. You may be wealthy and rich and there may not be any problem like that that Something is stopping you. So there are no external reasons. There may not be any external reason to put you in, to not, to force you to not be able to pursue your uh, spiritual journey. There are no external reasons. Still, you're just not feeling like it. You're not doing, still you're not able to do it. You're physically, mentally sound. You are From the resourcefulness, you have all the necessary resources, roof on your head and food in your plate and clothes on your 
body, you may have all these, but still, you don't feel like doing anything. You just completely do not feel like doing anything at all. It's like uh, you fell in a ditch, suppose. And uh, you know you are in a ditch. Very well you understand that. You know you need to get out. And you also know that you either need to scream, help, help, help. Or you need to start climbing in some some ways. You need to get out of it. You need to pull your body upwards. And you need to do something about it. You're very well aware of it. Still you are you just sit there. And do nothing. That is Pramada. It's a inactivity in your chitta because of tamas. Inactivity in your chitta because of lot of tamas guna. That is so when it's physically physical heaviness when you feel that physical physically laziness when you feel that that is alasya the next one next uh, antaraya next problem is alasya which means physical heaviness physically i am not feeling like moving anywhere <laughs> that kind of laziness can also stop you from doing your sadhana, from walking your spiritual path. You're just being lazy, physically lazy. But mental and emotional lazy, laziness, laziness at the level of chitta is called as pramada. Okay? So pramada was the fourth one. Fifth one is alasya. Alasya means laziness, physically being lazy. Definitely, I don't need to describe it much. <laughs> you know that physical laziness will stop you from achieving not just your spiritual goal, any damn goal in the life will stop you. <laughs> Next one. Sixth one is Avirati. Okay. Avirati means... A state where Vairagya has happened to you externally. But somehow in your heart there is no Vairagya. By heart you are not, still not a Vairagya yet. So you might have renounced the house. You might have renounced relationship. You might have, might have renounced the world externally. But still there are lots of, in a very subtle way, there are desires in you. Desires of love, desire of having a relationship, desire of uh, anything it could be. So, and you, and it's not, Avirati is not a state where you are not aware of this. Avirati is a state where you are perfectly aware of it, that somehow in your heart, 
there are things there are there are subjects in this sansara there are things in this world there are relationships in world there are experiences in this world there is not so much gyan and knowledge in this world that you still that you want so you may be not you may not be marrying thinking that i am a yogi and i want to walk my spiritual path then why marry so you may not be marrying and you might be a single person or you might have gone to the ashram you might have renounced the world externally you might have gone to the ashram but there in your heart somehow you still have the desire to have a partner life partner somehow you still desire a house like this or like that somewhere you still desire some kind of richness so from the sansara point of view when you still feel incomplete somewhere within you and you have the desire to seek a completion in the sansara that means yes from the outer standpoint you may look like a vairagi because you you have renounced this renounced that but in your heart still not a vairagi yet you still want something in this life you still want something from this life you still want something from the sansara so you may be wearing orange robe white clothes white robes or you may be wearing a yogi dress uniform or you may be living a single life where you are you know following doing kriya sadhanas yoga and this and that but you are not a vairagi yet and you, it's not a problem avirati is not a state where you are not a vairagi yet avirati is a state where we are saying that you are not able to become vairagi because of some internal incompletion that you have something some incompleteness that you feel within that's a state of avirati state of some sort of incompletion state of something in the heart that stops you from being a vairagi being dispassionate internally and externally so this kind of a state definitely will stop you from progressing on your spiritual journey a lot of people i see around me actually are single they are young they are single they are healthy and they are wealthy and they are doing yoga sadhana kriya sadhanas and all that but internally in their heart somewhere they need they, they want they want love somewhere they want a perfect relationship perfect partner somewhere they are seeking that union feeling of union feeling of merger with the another human being or with something else in the life outside them that is avirati it stops you next one is after avirati next one is very interesting bhranti darshan <laughs> bhranti darshan is similar to actually viparyay remember when we talked about five creation of chitvritti the video if you watch my previous video 
creation of uh, Chitvritis, then I have explained what is Viparya. Viparya means illusionary wisdom. <laughs> wisdom that takes you towards Bandhan, opposite of Moksha, opposite of Nirvana, which takes you towards Bandhan, which binds you. That kind of a knowledge. So, Bhranti Gyan is also like that. Bhranti, Bhranti means illusionary. So, illusionary wisdom is a problem. And illusionary wisdom is found most in the yogis, those who are walking this spiritual path. Why? Well, they start playing internally in, in their mental world. They'll create gods, they'll create, they'll start meeting gods and they'll start meeting angels and uh, then they start creating some other illusions, illusions that I was this, I am this and I am that. I'm, I hear very strange illusions people come <laughs> to me with, <laughs> very interesting ones. And uh, future self, past self, meeting their future self, meeting their past self. And all these kind of nonsense people will create and then they go about it. They'll create their spiritual philosophies. They will distort the original philosophy, the real jnana. They'll distort that. Instead, they will mold it according to their own mental concepts. Their own bhranti darshan, their own illusionary wisdom that they are having. They will mold all philosophies around that. And they will try to convince others as well. Angels, let's talk to angels. And they will think that is the highest place. That is the highest that a person can reach. Many people in this life have reached the Savikalpa Samadhi state. And they are in the vikalpa state or they are in the vichara state. Yet, they do not have the courage to go all the way to, you know, <laughs> dying and becoming non-existent. They do not have the courage or the intensity or the bhakti yet, devotion yet, to go to the nirvikalpa samadhi. So they will think and try to convince others that yes, this is the highest stage. This is the end. Thinking and generalizing that this is the end. Recently I was listening to some guru, I don't want to take a name, and he must have seen God. He must have met God, Goddess. I don't want to specify it. It's very easy to find out then <laughs> who that is. But uh, yeah, so you see, thinking and meeting God does happen. In your uh, extreme states of dhyana, when you are about to jump into Sabij Samadhi, before you actually touch the Sabij Samadhi, you, you may meet a lot of all the gods actually. You may meet all enlightened people and you will feel lot of oneness with them. 
it may become like a daily talking kind of. It, it, it becomes like that. And it's not that this is all wrong. And it's not that this is all not true. It is true. But if you start creating philosophies about it, thinking that this is the awakening and this is the final awakening or that this is the last thing that can happen to any human being. See, from the normal standpoint, normal person's standpoint, if you see, then yes, it is a very high state. It is a very high state of dhyana. Right? Where you are meeting gods and angels and uh, devis and devatas and uh, all kinds of, all the enlightened people that have happened before. All these things you will see, you will meet them. It's a reality. It's not a joke and you will meet them in their cosmic consciousness from the cosmic consciousness standpoint. So all that will happen to you. But if you think you have arrived, <laughs> then you missed it. <laughs> if you think that is the last state and a lot of people make that mistake because using these things that, oh, I met this God. This God gave me darshan. This angel gave me darshan. <laughs> I had a face-to-face one-on-one with Buddha. <laughs> I had one-on-one with this, this Devi or Devata. And yes, that's the ultimate thing. See how special I am, how unique I am, and how good I am. That Devi, Devata, and God and goddesses and angels thought of giving me their Darshan, showing up face to face in front of me. So from the normal point, person's point of view, yes, this is a very advanced stage. But from Samadhi standpoint, no, you haven't had any Samadhi yet. Neither Savikalpa nor Nirvikalpa. So this is all Branti Darshan. Illusionary wisdom. And you are getting stuck in this illusion. You are going round and round, round and round about this illusion. In one way or the other, you start capitalizing on this wisdom. Capitalizing on this achievement. Start telling everybody, I saw God, I saw God as I met Angel and I, I this happened and that. Start capitalizing it. Well, you are not going to Samadhi. <laughs> Those who have had, the higher the level, the bigger the illusion that you might get stuck with. Those who are closer to Samadhi, closer to, not Nirvikalpa Samadhi, I am not talking about that. Closer to Sampragyata Samadhi, closer to Sabij Samadhi, they stand the highest chance of getting lost with Branti Darshan, illusionary gyan. When higher the ladder, higher the step on the ladder, greater you are going to fall. Greater will be your fall. The higher up you are on the ladder, the worst is going, it's going to be when you fell. And 
those who have attained samadhi when they look at such people becoming gurus spiritual gurus <laughs> teaching people about and telling people all about their meeting with god and goddess and whatever then they learn and whatever concepts they come up with whatever philosophies that they come up with so they have stopped themselves and they are just beating the drums of their illusion illusion illusionary wisdom anything that again binds you with sansara anything that again binds you with bandhan creates a bandhan in you and stops you from going all the way towards moksha well you can play however much you want to there will come a time when you will cry you will cry for wasting life you will cry for being that way you will cry on your illusionary wisdom that is why this is this is one reason one very important reason which makes me feel that only samadhi guru can save you from all this bhranti darshan whenever a seeker goes haywire or he needs such kind or he is having any kind of illusionary wisdom at any step that's when your samadhi guru can smack you <laughs> stop it stop all nonsense okay reality is beyond all your illusions the reality is beyond bhranti darshan having darshan of god goddess is still an illusion it's illusionary inner reality it's not ultimate reality yet it's not the truth yet it's not the brahm yet you are not jeevan mukta yet your journey is not over yet the sooner you come back to your journey the sooner you understand that the better it will be for you otherwise in bhranti darshan with illusionary wisdom you'll waste your birth you'll waste your entire life on that and i have seen people doing wasting their entire life because of the illusionary wisdom and many of them are the spiritual gurus actually <laughs> and that is why i tell people that you know you can become anything on your spiritual journey be anything whatever just don't become a spiritual guru ever at all then you are not having moksha period you will start loving the identity that gets created so many people look at you as if you are the most seventh wonder of this world most of the people will look at you will give you all the respect their love their money their resources they will bow down to you they will dance on your tombs and that kind of asmita that kind of identity will be very hard to give up when it comes to jump from savikalpa samadhi to nirvikalpa samadhi then you need to give up the last identity but if you create a such an identity with all kinds of bhranti gyan illusionary gyan then 
we just waste life and nothing good is going to happen so that is why you should not start teaching and do not become a spiritual guru do not start preaching at all until moksha has happened to you anybody who is still on the ladder will always give you the gyan from his state of ladder He's not going to tell you. He's not going to give you gyan from all the way on top. If somebody has gone to climb Mount Everest and then they came back, it's like how many? 8,600 meters Mount Everest? And if somebody comes back from 6,000 meters, they don't know what exists in next 2,500 meters. They can never teach you about climbing Mount Everest. So such gurus, such spiritual teachers, if they have had enough of play around with their illusionary wisdom, then they can stop, they can reach out to a Samadhi Guru so that this Bhranti Darshan can be ended. This state can be ended where people... <coughs> Just to stop themselves from going to moksha. So this is one very, very, very risky thing. Very dangerous thing to happen. So this was seventh one. Eighth is alapta bhumikatur. Alapta bhumitur. Alapta bhumitur is a very common problem with all seekers. All the people, those who walk on a spiritual journey. Very common problem. When they are not being able to retain a state. So if they are trying to maintain one-pointedness, it's natural that it will be broken. Because you have to get up and eat and walk and sleep and do lots of other things. It will be broken. Dhyana state. Not being able to retain Dhyana state. Yes, it will be broken. There are chitvittis within, within to break it. If not something from outside is not breaking it, something from within will break it. Even Savikalpa Samadhi state has to be broken. And break, breaking breaks in these states is the normal thing to happen. No need to feel every now and then. There's no need to feel sad about it, bad about it. But a lot of people do. A lot of seekers do. They'll feel very bad about. For days and hours and days and weeks they will feel very bad about. Their samadhi not being retained. Their experience of dhyana not being retained so they are not able to hold on to something damn spiritual journey is about not holding anything <laughs> right and you are crying about not being able to hold it not being able to hold your state so problem is not that you are not able to retain any state or that 
you are not able to repeat your experiences that's not a problem it's a normal normal thing to happen it's a progression if actually this shows that you are progressing if things are breaking because every time something breaks a chitvritti comes to your consciousness right and catching the chitvrittis and doing a removing them and that is what the path is all about but no instead of paying attention to that what has broken it what is breaking your state nothing else can other than chitvrittis sometimes even the internal chitvrittis will cause an external condition for someone to come and hey come on get up someone to come and shake you wake you disturb you in one way or the other a phone call to happen very urgent phone call will come when you are in the serious state of dhyana why did this happen why this whole universe is trying to break your sadhana break the state that you are in because you have chitvrittis that attract that very thing which needs to break your sadhana so no need to cry about it no need to feel bad about it and no need to feel unhappy about it because the more you stay in the state of dukha in the state of unhappiness the more you stay in that unhappy state the more you are losing your focus from your own chitvrittis right you should be removing chitvrittis but because you are not able to retain a particular state and now you are very sad about it you are feeling very bad about it wasting time let all your states break because the ultimate straight state uh, of uh, nir- nirvikalpa samadhi is never going to break deal learn to deal with this impermanence because you are in impermanence when you go towards permanence in the nirvikalpa samadhi only then it's not going to break nothing will happen after that <laughs> it's such a permanent state nothing will happen and you will feel nothing ever has happened yet you were never born you never died nothing ever happened at all is that kind of an absolute stage Abs- that that is something that is permanent but other than that whatever is breaking so be it focus more on what is breaking it what is it that disturbs your dhyana all the time are some emotions definitely linked to your chitvrittis lots of thoughts definitely linked to your chitvrittis everything can if you really start paying attention then everything your mind your emotions your thoughts everything the situations in life every person that you meet everything will start taking you back towards your chitvritti everything that is happening with you during your spiritual journey is pointing you towards your chitvritti but you lose focus instead become sad this state of becoming sad will stop you from progressing towards samadhi towards your ultimate goal it will stop you from going there 
सो दिस इज अलप्त भूमित्व स्टेट दैट काइंड ऑफ अ प्रॉब्लम अंतराया लास्ट वन इज अनावस्थित्व एक्चुअली व्हाट आई एक्सप्लेन्ड जस्ट नाउ वाज एक्चुअली अनावस्थित्व वेर यू आर नॉट बीइंग एबल टू रिटेन अ पर्टिकुलर स्टेट एंड यू स्टार्ट क्राइंग अबाउट इट द लास्ट वन अलप्त भूमित्व इज फीलिंग दैट ओह समाधि इज नॉट हैपनिंग आई एम ट्राइंग अ लॉट बट समाधि इज नॉट हैपनिंग आई एम ट्राइंग अ लॉट बट ध्याना इज नॉट हैपनिंग आई एम ट्राइंग अ लॉट आई एम डूइंग दिस आई एम डूइंग दैट आई एम डूइंग दिस साधना दैट साधना आई वेंट टू दिस गुरु दैट गुरु आई डिड सो मच स्टिल ध्याना डिड नॉट हैपन और समाधि डिड नॉट हैपन और सम सिद्धि डिड नॉट हैपन दैट इज अलप्त भूमिका फीलिंग दैट थिंग्स आर नॉट हैपनिंग एंड देन फीलिंग सैड अबाउट इट वरींग अबाउट इट when will it happen i am already this old that old i did sadhana for so many years decades still samadhi is not happening dhyana is not happening so becoming worrisome about it something is not happening then becoming worrisome about it now here one very important thing that you need to remember is you do not have the ability a very good ability to see your own chitvrtis and there are very few people those who are able to do their own postmortem look at their own chitvrtis other people seekers most of the time need a living guru to tell them about what chitvrti are you going through and also they need a guru living guru constantly with them telling them what transformation has happened in them otherwise lord the, the transformations are so subtle in nature that most of the time when they focus on their chitvrtis they think oh i have still have this i have this i have that i have this i have that they focus so much on the bad things negative things that they have that they forget to see or they miss seeing the subtle transformation that has happened samadhi is not just the you know ultimate thing that will be very much visible to you yes it is very much visible to you but before samadhi hundreds and thousands of subtle transformation happens in people right when you see a tree which is loaded with fruits so it's good to have eye on the loaded fruit fruit loaded tree it's good to have that vision that goal in mind but before tree reaches that stage tree goes through so many transformation hundreds and thousands of transformation happens in the tree not just in the tree that is visible to you transformation happens in the roots down below which are not visible to the eyes guru is there living guru is needed and living guru is there 
to tell you, to explain you the transformation that I've had that has happened in your roots. <laughs> transformation that has happened in the invisible you. Transformation that has happened in that inaccessible part of yours which are not in direct control or directly accessible to you. So Guru can explain you the transformation that has happened. So no need to all the time feel bad that Samadhi is not happening, Dhyana is not happening, this is not happening and feeling bad and that way you lose your focus. You're losing your mental emotional energy. Right? Don't do that. No need to think you are not transforming. Sometimes a transformation doesn't feel like a hard slap on your face. <laughs> like Samadhi does. Samadhi does feel like that. <laughs> a tight slap on your face. <laughs> you can't miss it. But no. Before Samadhi, there are hundreds and thousands of transformations. Small, small transformations that take place in you. So it, you may see that Samadhi is not happening. So what? You are still progressing towards it. So any living guru, if you have, that is why we suggest people to have a living guru whom you can talk to anytime you, your chitta becomes a problem <laughs> or any of these nine problems you are dealing with, go talk to your guru. Okay, So they can tell you what has happened, what has not happened. And guru can give you different ways to come out of these nine antaraya, nine problems. That will stop you from going towards your ultimate goal. Now one very interesting statement that Ved Vyas made while doing the translation or you can say interpretation, writing a commentary on Patanjali Yoga Sutras. So he said about these nine uh, antrayas, he said that presence of these nine in any person or any of these nine in any person means he or she has chitvrittis that needs to be removed. Chitvrittis that are clished in nature. Clished means chitvrittis that take you towards bandhan, opposite of moksha, opposite of nirvana. So that binds you in the sansara, in the life, binds you in the death and birth, death and birth cycle. So presence or activation or presence or display of any of these, any, any one or even more than one of these nine antaraya in any person means he or she definitely has clished chitvrittis because these nine are attached to uh, clished chitvrittis now a person vice versa is not true if a person has chitvritti does that does not mean he is going to have these nine problems existing in him why because he may have a clished chitvrittis or just the chitvrittis that run his life there are many yogis Many yogis who reach advanced stages where they have really removed their lot of 
dirty chitturthis like those who create those the ones which create lot of problems like raga dvesha abhinivesha these kind of chitturthis they might have removed all that so they might look like they may not have any of these nine things then because they are attached only to the klishta chitturthis even avidya and asmita includes klishta chitturthis so he might have removed a lot of them clean up lot of clean up he might have done so he will be free of all these nine things but that doesn't mean he is free of chitvritti he may have aklishth chitvritti chitvrittis which takes you towards moksha but anybody who displays these nine definitely means he has things to remove he has he is not yet done because these nine are also from the primordial creation point of view these nine are the disturbances disturbances of sattva rajas and tam sattva rajas and tamas these nine are the disturbances of that so make sure you understand these things this will stop you and go and talk to your guru if you face any of these okay so some solution can be done if if it can be done and guru can suggest you different solutions okay namaste jai shivai